the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. All right, everybody. Welcome, welcome, or welcome back as the case may be. 866-660-5759. That's where you find us. That's where you call us. That's where you text us. And uh, and people are doing all of the above. I'm going to hop right back to the phone lines here first thing. So we're two hours in, and I haven't touched one of the things that is a, a pretty big deal, and that is the Supreme Court uh, story. Uh, of taking a look at social media and what are social media companies. The Supreme Court uh, is is fielding the question of does the First Amendment apply to social media content moderation? Facebook, Twitter, you know, the Truth Social, uh, Instagram. Are they private companies that get to allow or disallow whomever they wish? That to me is a yes. Or are they like some utility where if if they – you know, kick somebody off and we're all hacked off. We can make them replatform somebody. As a conservative, I'm always going to be uncomfortable telling private companies what they can do. So um, we'll touch on that a little bit. But first, phone calls, phone calls, and then some other things that I had planned this hour. Just all kind, of, just trying to get to everything before we're done here. Eight six 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 zero five seven five nine. We are in Fort Worth. Michael, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. It's hey. uh, first time, long time. Thank it's you. A pleasure, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I just had a couple of points, quick points. Um, I think Gavin Newsom is actually trying to position himself to replace the one of the worst um, polling VPs in our lifetime, Ooh. not necessarily the presidency this time. Um, so we can slide on in uh, if the 25th Amendment is invoked, and also it gives all the Democrat voters um, a fail-safe uh, it would for him to become president. It, it would. So, so question nightmare that they see. Question for you because this is because and funny. This is interesting because a lot of people think, oh, you know, they're going to sideline Biden. But I thought I've described in detail how hard and and probably unlikely that is. But are you suggesting that at some point between now and the convention, and I don't know how he sugarcoats this or gives her some golden parachute, that Biden chooses to run not with Kamala? but run with Gavin Newsom and their locked hands at the Democrat convention in Chicago in August? That's what I'm thinking. You hear reports from supposedly insiders that there is great divide between Kamala and the Biden staff and uh, it explains why well, Gavin sure. is well, that, um, 
really sugarcoating his opinion of Biden now and this, all that he does. This is, oh, this is golden because in just the last couple of days, well, the, the, the Sunday shows, was he on Meet the Press or maybe even one more? There's Gavin Newsom talking about how Biden's just the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's, it's his exactly. age that is the reason he's been such a great president. Wow. A whopper like that could only come from somebody sucking up for some particular reason. So, all right, let's, un- I know you had another point. We'll sit, t- sit tight. We got time. So if indeed there's some plan in the offing and honest Democrats would love if, if they're, if they're shackled with Biden, which they may well be, at least having a Newsom running mate gives them some kind of, uh, some kind of That's leg up because she's a nightmare. She's a disaster. And he's a pretty sharp cookie, I mean, you know, just objectively in terms of campaign skill set. But now we get to the how in the world do we massage this? How do you sideline a woman of color and go run with another white guy? They're pretty good at coming up uh, with reasons to, <laughs> you are right. to uh, get things done. They're and, Democrats. Uh, they rules don't matter. Yeah, indeed. Right. Right. Biden knows that it increases chances of getting reelected. And, and listen, is there something? All right. What could they, last thing, and then we'll get to whatever your other thing was, what could they offer her to make this okay with her? I mean, I. Oh. Secretary of State. So does she, that, that's, little, that's, uh, that's a real parachute. job. That's a real job. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean that dismissively, because she's had real jobs in the past. She sucked at most of them, but it, I don't know. That's, all right. So what, what was the, the, you said there was a, another point. What was that? The other point is uh, I think Haley is remaining in against all odds, not only to be a spoiler in different regards to Trump's campaign, but I think the lady is actually betting on him somehow, some way with the evil judicial onslaught of getting incarcerated and getting uh, off the ballot in some way, some form. She'll be the last one standing to step right up in there to be the primary ticket. Yeah, and and that is a – well, here's the thing. Is he going to be wearing an orange jumpsuit by July? I don't think so. I I mean, because these – it would almost have to be – I tell you what, it would almost have to be, I mean, if he is, can you run for president from jail? Yes, you absolutely can. I, I guess at that point, boy, these are two superb scenarios you've given us, Michael. And again, all of them sort of long shots, but in this crazy atmosphere where you never know what might happen, they deserve some attention. So Trump is convicted. He's already officially the nominee. It's after the convention. It's September. It's October. And 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 the party simply says, this is untenable. We've got to completely jimmy our procedures, and, and we need somebody else in the wings, at which point she says, here I've been all the time. Now you need me. Michael, thank you enormously. Appreciate your first call. Let your second be soon. 866-660-5759. Can they, now, can they do that? Of course they can. I mean, the, the, the nomination is a party thing. There's no law attached to this about having a nomination wrenched away from somebody who's even already been anointed. Listen, there are rules if somebody dies. You know, there, there are things that can happen that are sufficiently severe that a party just says, uh, maybe we got to do something here. Now, but then you get to the problem of who's on, the, when are the ballots printed? So. With all of this and with those two fascinating little tributaries that we went down with that gentleman, uh, if if Biden is likely, and he is, and his running with Kamala is likely, and it is, is it 
Is it possible Biden gets the hook somehow? Well, sure, it's possible. And you got to keep your eyes peeled for some indicator that they're thinking about that. Similarly, is Kamala Harris just an anchor tied around the ankle, just an albatross around the neck of an already flailing Biden candidacy? Yes. Are there people who would love, much prefer, for Newsom to be the running mate? There are people who'd much prefer Newsom to be the nominee. So that's a yes right there waiting in the wings. Wouldn't that be great to have a, you know, if, if Biden's lucky enough to win, uh, then there's, there's a, and get given the Newsom bump, there he would be ready to go in 2028 for eight of his own Democrat. You could have 12 years of Gavin Newsom in the White House. If we're not on our game, and I pray we will be, but anyway, it, could there be a move afoot? to replace Kamala with Gavin Newsom. So I have two questions. Of course, number one, of course, are there, is, would that be something some people would love to have happen? Yes. You can want something to happen all the live long day. doesn't mean that it can. So in order to plow through that, in Democrat land, their challenges are, A, how do you jump over a woman of color to anoint a, another white guy to be Biden's running mate? And what are the and maybe A leads to B because of, because the second question is what what do, what do you give her what do you what do you give her I mean there are other jobs that are a bigger deal and more important than vice president and and John McCain God rest him gave us the best definition of the job of the vice president is to attend the funerals of foreign dignitaries and inquire daily as to the health of the president. Um, Lyndon Johnson talked about that. He was interviewed by Walter Cronkite, I think in, in about 70 or 71 and, uh, and, and said, when I was vice president, I got to work on my LBJ. Uh, when I, he said, when I was vice president, when I was asked when I became vice president, it was kind of a disappointment. I mean, obviously it, the ascendancy wound up happening and wound up being a consequential president of the United States and, and one that won his own election in 1964. But what had LBJ been before? A vital, scrappy, in-the-trenches member of Congress. I mean, that is in the game every day. The vice presidency is just like suspended animation by comparison. 866 660 Five seven five nine. We're in Dallas. Al, Mark Davis, welcome. How are you? How you doing, Mark? I hey. have a question for you. Sure. Now, why didn't they just make Trump the nominee from the beginning? I mean, <laughs> the people running against him, it made no sense to me. I, 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 <laughs> I, I know. So the answer to your question is, the way it usually goes is we have primary elections where winning various states affords you delegates that are then assigned to you, and those delegates then vote for you at your party's convention, and that's the official way that you become the nominee. That will happen to Trump, it appears, and it will happen to Biden, it appears. But there's kind of the, that's the going through channels that we usually have, rather than the party just going, "Bop, that's our guy. Okay, well, you know, I've, I listen to you all the time, and I agree with you 95% of the time. Thank you. Okay? Yeah. My question is this. I'm just a realist. It didn't make sense for him to have Christy, Nikki Haley, and all these okay. other people. All right. They had no chance to win. <laughs> you know, why, why in the world did these people even run when it looked so obvious what was going to happen? Two, another very good question. Two reasons. Number one, things sometimes change. If you go back to past years— 
and and take a look at who was ahead in the polls as of Iowa and New Hampshire. I mean, people people with names like Howard Dean, you know, people with names like Mike Huckabee, people with you know all, all kind of people with names like Dick Gephardt, who never became president. These were people with people with names like John Kerry. Well, you didn't become the nominee, but you got president. There, there are people who uh, Kerry in other years, other than when he was uh, the nominee in '04. S- sometimes things change. Uh, because it can be fluid, elections change things. Iowa leads to New, uh, to New Hampshire, leads to South Carolina, and then momentum shifts, or somebody says something weird, or there's a gaffe, or some development in the news. The difference between those times and then is there was nobody named Donald Trump involved in any of those past years. It was kind of a wide open field. This one was technically wide open because it's a Democrat in the White House, but Trump existed. He consumed all the oxygen. All those people running, I at least gave them benefit of the doubt in the early stages to say, look, you never know what might, especially since it's Trump and he was facing a lot of, uh, a lot of obstacles and a lot of possible landmines. So I understood why they run, but why they ran, but their candidacies became pretty pointless pretty soon. Well, yeah, because you had Christie, which is a personal, I don't like Trump session every time for the few weeks he was there. And that's why he ran, Because, which, by the way, leads to another reason why somebody runs, because you get on TV a lot and you get to say things a lot. I mean, Vivek, Vivek had to know there was no way he was going to be the nominee, but we know who he is now. And he's he's real smart on a lot of things and is as his brand is probably you know exploded in, in, in impact. And he may have a political future that people will remember this year as the year we got to know Vivek. There are a lot of reasons to run. Well, one last question, Mark. Sure. Who would you say should be his nominee for vice president? Who should be vice president? My short list and uh, it includes, and it's expandable. Congressman Byron Donalds in Florida is great. Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio is great. Governor Sarah Sanders of Arkansas is great. Uh, Former Congressman Lee Zeldin of New York is great. Um, How about you? Um, How about Vivek? You didn't mention him. I thought he'd be a pretty good shot. Yeah, he's he's very smart. He's awesome. Uh, not, Not ready for a heartbeat away from the presidency. Not quite yet. And people think, well, Byron Donald's, how old is he? Dude's 45. So, uh, so that's it's a, a little decade more than and Vivek's awesome. He has a political future, and Vivek is a genius on many, many things, but a little uh, not wacky, but a little uh, just a little uh, just not quite ready for presidential prime time. Uh, all right, awesome stuff. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Nine twenty two. All right. Working our way through a Tuesday, T-minus one week to the Texas primary as part of Super Tuesday. Pretty Super Tuesday right here, conversationally speaking. We are in Denton. Bill, Mark Davis, welcome. How are you? I'm fine, Mark. How about you? Fantastic. Thanks. You told Rhonda and have sent us a photograph of something weird that happened at the bank. Tell me. Uh, Not too much offends me, but this (laughs) did. My wife yesterday went to the bank to cash a check. Right. When you get the money back, they put it in an envelope and mm. hand it to you. Uh-huh. Uh, this envelope is red. It has a Chinese dragon on it 
with either Mandarin or Chinese. You know, I don't speak either, so I don't know. Right. And at the bottom of the envelope, it says Chase. Yep. That offended me. So let's unpack. Rhonda comes in and says, this gentleman on the phone says he went. his wife went to the bank and they gave her the money in a red envelope with China on it. I said, what? I can't, and the first thing I said was, I need a picture. And she had asked you and you kindly sent it. I'm looking at it right now. So, first of all, it's artistically lovely. I mean, it is red. It looks like it's embossed or something. Red Chinese, uh, I mean, literally red, uh, dragon and some characters. And the Chase Bank logo at, at the bottom. First thing that occurred to me is this was, I want to say a couple of weeks ago. It was the Lunar New Year, also known as the Chinese New Year, uh, which you know a lot of the Asian world um, celebrates as the the new lunar year with a moon calendar. So maybe that's it. But that's uh, so. Is that like a nod, a cultural nod to a portion of the public? Maybe I, I can only think. And maybe they still got those lying around two weeks later. But you know, all other things being equal. Is this a good time? I mean, I don't want any businesses should be running screaming from Chinese imagery, but maybe especially even a bank. Do they need to be handing folks stuff festooned with Chinese imagery? Is that a good look? Uh, to me, no. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. headed, I'm, I'm headed to the bank now yeah. to uh, find out just what the deal is. Okay, do, do, do me I, a favor. Why? Listen, I don't need you to do if, if you are if you are of a mind to do so. And you well, first, I when when did your uh, your bride get this envelope? Yesterday. Are you going to the same branch location? I am. Okay, because then maybe they just got a box of those they're trying to get through. Um, if you get one too. Very. I mean, don't go. No, y'all are communists. Don't do that. <laughs> Just ask. Can I? Can I ask what what the deal is with the China envelope and whatever their answer is? You can just even text me if you obviously got the text line. Just let me know what that answer is because I'd be intrigued. I, I will. And to uh, prove my point, I have a seventy. 1776 t-shirt on with an American Eagle on it. <laughs> They'll know who they're dealing with right away. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it very, very much. So I don't know. what is Look, just ah, let's throw this to the jury box. Uh, is, is the, I mean, if it, it's not the Lunar New Year anymore. I mean, you know, just, just, I don't know, do bank, just, if I'm at, and this is Chase, wonderful bank, wonderful people, great, whatever, but it, uh, I don't know, you, you, there's one customer who might be evidence that it was not great optics. 931, Mark Davis into the newsroom we go, here's Nikki Whaley. Vintage 1977, and here's why you get this part of the record. That's the guitar work of Neil Sean. Anytime from Infinity, the fourth Journey album. Neil is 70 today. 
888-666-660-5759. Let's move briskly. There are a couple of things I want to get to that I haven't done yet. Uh, calls I got to get to, uh, but but we've suddenly been 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 hijacked momentarily by a fascinating question. Is it a good idea or a bad idea for the Chase Bank people to be handing folks their cash in in envelopes festooned with Chinese imagery, even if we are fresh off the Lunar New Year? In Grapevine, David, how you doing? Hey, Mark. It's good to talk to you. Hi. Yeah, so the, the red envelope is really actually a good thing. Uh, it's in Asian culture, especially China, Japan, that uh, the Lunar New Year is a time for gift giving. And right. most of it is, is through money. Uh, so they give the red envelope means prosperity, generosity. Great. The symbol. Okay, so uh, there's a lot of that kind of way that they give through the red color, and that's the kind of mm. tradition. But if you also, uh, you might have noticed the the red flowers at Costco that were festooned with Year of the Dragon stuff. I mean, yeah, okay. it's all that stuff. So that's a, it's a cultural thing. It's all it's all good intended. But, of course. Uh, it, it depends on who the audience is. It, it, it is. And that's why I said, is this a good time, uh, you know, for banks to be handing out a lot of Chinese imagery? And I, I don't know. I'd say, th- th- thank you for the background because, it, it, yes, there's no, there's no ill intent there. But I'm just wondering at Marketing HQ, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, Johnson in the back. Yes, yeah, sir. What how about, you know, Lunar New Year's February? I looked it up. February 10th. How about we give everybody, uh, you know, when they come get their checks and get, you know, whatever cash back from whatever. Let's give it to them in a, a big old envelope uh, festooned with a Chinese, red envelope with a lot of Chinese imagery. What do you think about that? I don't know. I've got to figure crickets and tumbleweeds in that marketing meeting. And and this is listen, Lunar New Year's awesome. You know, Chinese culture is awesome. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, 866-660-5759. One quick thing. Because uh, somebody had asked me about um, about uh, about leap day, leap year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we have that, of course, because how long does it take? Because leap day is day after tomorrow. If you know anybody whose birthday, give them just a big old hug day after tomorrow because they get a birthday, an actual birthday, every four years, which is weird. And one of the famous people with a Feb 29 birthday is Dinah Shore. Remember her? Famous actress, uh, TV host, singer. And she was dating Burt Reynolds and was 20 years older than Burt Reynolds, and that was very scandalous. But the real scandal was that when she was doing that, she was only 15 years old (laughs) by her own birthday, which was every four years on Feb 29. The Leap Babies celebrate on March 1st. Uh, Among the Leap Babies, uh, band leader and composer Jimmy Dorsey, 1904, Dinah Shore, 1916, Skylab astronaut Jack Lausma, who will be 88 on Thursday. So there you go. And the reason we have Leap Day, Leap Year, and Leap Year is weird. Stand by for this, because is this year a Leap Year? Duh, obviously, divisible by four. But uh, every, every, the end of every century, you know, 2100 will not be a Leap Year. 2200 will not be a Leap Year. The years ending in zero, zero are not, with an exception. Every 400, because you remember this? Year 2000 was a leap year. When you, 2100, no, 2200, no, 2300, no, 2400, yes. And this is crazy. Why? Because how long does it take for the Earth to go around the sun? Answer is 365 days and a quarter. 365 and a quarter days. Sort of a little bit. 
So the way that we make this work perfectly with our path around the sun, which we got to do because otherwise we'd be having like Halloween in the springtime and Fourth of July in the winter. If we just kind of let this go, it would begin to accrue over time. With I mean, our calendars would be ahead of the Earth's orbit by a day every four years, amounting to twenty-four days every century. So that's why we that's why we do this. Huh. All right, I feel better already. We and boy, I feel better now. We're in Frisco, Hakeem, my brother. How you doing? How you doing? My day just got better. Hey, it's a blessed day here in Dallas, specifically. It's a blessed day in the greatest city in the nation, that is Frisco, Texas. Proud ambassador of Frisco. <laughs> hey, Mark, I've been. Uh, I always like to stop in and just to hear hear what my conservative brothers and sisters are saying. I always get that perspective. Here, here's what I can tell you. Um, Kamala, I don't think it's going anywhere. Biden is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And Michelle Obama is not going to run for president. Correct. I don't know where people get that from. Oh, but, but where do they get it from? Because it's kind of a, okay, honestly, as an honest Democrat, seriously, if she were to develop the actual serious uh, desire to do it, wouldn't you take her in a heartbeat right now? Oh, if, if you're talking about I mean, I would definitely take Barack over anybody. Well, I didn't ask about him. <laughs> he he can't because he well, already got you know elected what? twice. I don't. I I don't know if I would really take Michelle like that. Only because we're. I, I don't know how she's going to be on the campaign trail. I don't know how well of a campaigner she is. How, I'm just being honest. I can tell yeah. you. How, I can tell you how. Yeah, Bi- I can tell you how Biden's going to do on the campaign trail. Inert. Well. So that's that, that that's where where we somewhat disagree, and and that, and that's okay. Mm. And that's because uh, let me give you an example. Sure. So you'll get concerned about Biden, you know, uh, appearing some way, or whatever. But at the same time, my conservative brothers and sisters have got to be at the same time concerned when they hear Trump make and you know what out of himself trying to pander to black folks. Telling black not folks that, at all. That room, lo- that room, absolutely that room, loved that it. Room, loved Mark, it. That room may have loved it. I'm telling you, 99 percent of the black folks thought that was one of the most awful things we have ever heard. Uh, okay, well, you're, n- number one, that is patently false. Is that is that the, well, that of the of the of the black? First of all, first of all, he said a lot of things there at the black conservatives gathering. What jumps out at you most? Um, the fact that he can oh. Well, number one, yeah. the fact that 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 we relate to him yep. because he is a ninety-one indicted possible felon. Yep. The fact that we all walk around with his mugshot. Yep. Mark, there was there was multiple things that I thought were racist, as you know what. Right. And here's the deal. And, and, and here's the deal. Well, no, but, but but finish your sentence. There's not a there's not a racist strand of dna and that the black people love because now i've got a mug shot it was about pers- it was about persecution by having your neck under the boot of the man and of course that's not apples and apples but it's an attempt to to curry uh, some kinship with people who feel that the system is against them as well if he had anybody of color in his in his campaign right. read that speech they would have told him don't you dare say something as ignorant as this. But, but here's so but, not not, not at all. Not not because here, here's here's the question. We're going to settle it right now because I think you got more material. Number one, do, the only people offended were people who don't like him already. The the definition of political far. damage. Na, na, no, find no, find me far. one person. Is there? Have you have you do you know of anybody? Uh, I know a, a, plenty of conservatives who are Caucasian who have told me, yeah, I love Trump, but yeah, that was pretty awful of what he said. I don't believe that for a minute. 
I don't, I, I mean, I don't, I don't mean, I don't believe you. I believe you, but, it, but anybody, any, I mean, no, literally anybody, anybody of any, anybody of, if somebody kind of shook their head and went, uh, that might not have been the greatest thing. That's fine. But somebody literally genuinely pearl clutching offended are full of it. Yeah. Full yeah, of it. I, I have conservatives that I work with yep. who talk politics all the time and they love them some Trump. Uh-huh. But here's the deal. But, but here's the deal. And they love this for Trump. If you criticize Trump. Yeah. You can still love Trump. That is one of the biggest differences. No, between, uh, sure. Between, that's fine. That's one of the biggest differences between conservatives that I've noticed right. and Democrats. But if somebody, but, but, but the criticism has to mean the something. Biggest. The criticism has to mean something. Some stupid, some exercise of in total stupidity but, over stuff he said in front of the black conservatives room where it's just kind of him being him and going, oh, that's racist. That's just stupid. Mark, but Mark, you're saying him being him. You account for him being him. I'm not accounting for him being him. I'm accounting for the fact I found I found that offensive as all get out. I found people, multiple people I know, black, white, conservative. Because I asked, like, hey, did you find this offensive? And it wasn't because hey, they wanted to paint it. To don't me. believe it. It was, and, and that's I just not, don't. Mark. I just don't. And that's okay. All right, Mark, what else? Okay. What, all right, what else you got? What else I have yep. is. So one of the good. biggest things that I, one of the biggest things I think Republicans are going to have to they're going to have to figure out is mm-hmm. do you want to win or do you want to just pander to Trump? And what I mean by that is mm-hmm. yeah. it seems as if the definition of a rhino nowadays is yeah. if you are is if you criticize Trump. Rhino back in the day used to be I'm not really good on taxes. Uh, I, I'm my my stance on abortion is everything now. Okay, is who, who, who would be an example? <laughs> Fair, fair point. Who would be an example of someone who you have heard branded as a rhino for opposing Trump who really didn't deserve it, who really absolutely is a bold, staunch conservative? Langford. What did he do? What did he do that earned him that, that, that criticism? What did he do? He surrendered he together, on the border. He, he had put together bipartisan Ta-da! Uh, Exactly. And, 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 we, and you can agree whether there should or should not be bipartisanship. Yep. But at the On same things, time, mm-hmm. Lankford is more conservative than Trump ever will. On be. A, on a on a couple of things, maybe. Uh, but as soon but as soon as you but, but here's the, but what but again 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 what have you done for me lately? If you cave on the border, you're gonna get tagged, and he deserved it. So the reason but a lot of the tr- go ahead, I'm sorry. How are you a rhino just because you disagree with Trump but on, on that on that issue? Because there's no, there's probably nothing more important. Listen, this is not to discount the other conservative things that uh, right. uh, that, that, that Lankford did. Absolutely. But the border might be the most important thing. And if, if you cave on that, you're going to get the rhino tag and it's not unfair. I must scoot. get with me again and make it sooner this time because you're always awesome. I appreciate it. What is Wendy's going to do? All right. You try to get uh, an Uber at three o'clock in the morning. It's going to cost X amount. Same trip. Uh, rush hour, surge pricing. Same trip coming out of a crowded event, surge pricing. Wendy's is thinking about surge pricing based on availability, time of day, demand. You could pull up to the automated, uh, you know, touch, not touch screen, that'd be weird. Uh, the automated uh, Wendy menu and the burger could cost different amounts based on what time it is, like how much burger meat they have. I don't know. Surge pricing for fast food. Let me put sleep on that, <laughs> and maybe we'll uh, take a look tomorrow as whether we think that's a good idea or a bad idea. All right, here's a good idea. Uh, final break, come back, exit tune. That's a great idea because Mike Gallagher's sitting there in Israel ready to do a talk show, and I think we ought to let him. 950, Mark Davis. 
If I've identified somebody as one of the greatest voices ever, and he has a birthday, then I probably ought to let him take us out. Josh Groban is 43. You raise me up from closer in 2003. So thanks for raising us up today and honoring us with your listenership. See you guys tonight at Cigar Night with Dr. Gorka. we got a couple of seats left that you can have right now. Yes, 660amtheanswer.com. Go there, get them, get them, get them. We don't want you to miss out. Seb's coming in. He's coming in hot. He's got some thoughts on Trump, on Nikki Haley, and a few other things as well. Don't miss it. Cigar Night, Cigars International up on Cabela Drive in Fort Worth. Come on out. Can't wait to see you tonight. Get your last tickets now at 660amtheanswer.com. While you're there at the website, do me a favor. Click that Give Life banner and raise up some kids across Latin America and the Caribbean who are hungry. And you're going to help them. And we're going to help them together. Food for the poor. Our campaign is doing great. A one-time gift of $80 feeds two kids for a year. Can you do that for me? If you got 20 bucks, we'll put you together with three other people who have 20 bucks. We'll feed two kids for a year. And that is the 660amtheanswer.com website. Click the Give Life banner, Food for the Poor. Do that for me, please. Thank you. And I'll see you tonight at Cigar Night with Dr. Gorka. For Rhonda and Matt and Nikki in the newsroom, I'm Mark Davis. See you in the morning. See you tonight. This is 660amtheanswer.com. Mike Gallagher is next from Israel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.